Welcome to the InScape podcast, where we explore the inner world and discover our unique power to create. My name is Tanya Nelson, and this is episode five, Projections. This is an incredible opportunity to really experience the power that we have to create the world around us and within us. We are going to talk about projections. This is one of the greatest tools you will give yourself. And you might find yourself also resisting it because it is going to shine a light on the illusion of what we believe is real. It can create a feeling of unsafety when we realize that everything is a projection. But stay with me because the power in this is massive. The amount of power that comes from understanding this, it changes everything. You become the creator of your world. You become the author, the director, the producer of your world. If you are wanting to experience anything new, if you are wanting to expand or you have dreams or you have goals, this is a key tool for you to utilize. It is so powerful to understand this and I cannot wait to dive into this topic because it's a game changer. In this, it takes an incredible amount of courage and vulnerability and it also is something that again can create some unsafety but it also creates accountability in your world and that is what is going to make it so that you can become the witness of these stories and that you can fully integrate and be in alignment with what it is that you're wanting. The power to manifest comes so much easier when you understand this concept. So let's dive in. If I were to observe the understanding and the programming around this topic, as I start to walk in to the deeper meaning and as I start to feel and go into my inscape, I see it on a surface level and I realize that I didn't have really any concept of projections. And this concept didn't really come into my awareness and I wasn't ready to fully own my world and witness and be accountable in my world until later into my journey. I would say that if I were to pull up in my archives of programs, at most I would have been able to say would be that I knew going to the movies that the picture I was watching was being projected onto the screen and that there was a film or a source behind me that was doing it. When somebody would say the word to me projection, that would have probably been the closest I could have come to even really understanding what it meant. I remember being almost nervous that someone was behind me at times. Growing up, we would go to what was called the dollar theater. It wasn't fancy by any means. And I do remember the feeling of somebody behind me or seeing the little window up top 
of this theater and knowing that there was somebody who was getting ready to show me a story or a movie onto this screen. I've been in the theater and had the projector glitch and the feeling is extremely startling. If you can lose yourself in a movie, if you can lose yourself in a story and be immersed in this story, you can feel the feeling of what happens if something abruptly disrupts it. This awareness of somebody behind me or the source of this movie being projected on the screen would have been the closest I could have come to what it means to project in this life. So let me explain. As I'm doing this podcast, I realize that in the culture of my family and in my home, it's a little bit of a joke because everything is a projection is something that we say to each other. And mostly it is my 10 year old that loves this phrase. She loves it because whenever she is at a loss for information in any battle with her sisters and she's got brilliant sisters and she is brilliant herself and there's no getting around that there comes a point where I'm not really sure what to say or there's a power struggle between the two of them and or all of them and her go-to response is well everything's a projection and she's able to walk away. So as I'm saying everything is a projection, I can't help but feel this humor about how easily this can be used without fully being aware of what it is. But as I did that, I realized that as a kid, what we would say was, I know you are, but what am I? I never realized how profound this phrase really was. When someone is projecting onto us, Allowing and giving people back their projections was brilliant. And kids instinctually know that if someone is name calling or they don't want to take on or receive or believe something that someone is saying or doing, then they have this phrase that they can use. I know you are, but what am I? As obnoxious as we made that sound, It is brilliant. It is exactly what we're talking about. Yes, in a more mature fashion, but the little kids in us are going to love this concept. It is vital to understanding relationships. It is vital to understanding my world in a way that is so expansive. So what does this mean for us and how can we start to use this awareness as a powerful tool in our lives? We've got several things that we're going to hit today. Like most of the podcasts that I do and the meditations that I do, I really start on the outside so that we can bring it in and walk ourselves into the inscape. This is the best way to start the journey of understanding how to get to the inscape. So as we do this, what we see in our outer world is what we are experiencing and and what we are experiencing is only that. It's a projection of our subconscious and our programming. So realizing that everything that we believe and the thoughts in our mind, the way that we interpret the matter that we see in front of us, whether or not we have judgment on it, whether or not we struggle, whether or not we are 
believing that it's good or bad or right or wrong. All the beliefs and all the things that we are seeing in the outer world is all a projection of our subconscious programming. It means that we have the power in us and that we are the source. We are the projector. We are the creator of our worlds. And the story that is being played out onto the screens are most of the time being played out over and over in a loop. And there is not really that much material that's actually being played out. And it's why we are living a life that feels so repetitive and it feels frustrating and it doesn't feel like we are the creator of our worlds because we have such limited material that we're working with. And this subconscious programming is all we're drawing from. And that's the movie that we're seeing. Sometimes we're playing out our worst nightmare over and over and over. This would be the closest definition of hell. As a matter of fact, that's what we say in my house. There are days when we go on autopilot or we have an old program or wound surface. Even when we we feel we have done the work or we have moved past it, we'll have a day where we are seeing something or feeling something resurface that feels old. It feels like a pattern. It feels like it's repeating itself. And we say all the time, I think I'm in my hell loop. And in other words, I am projecting out a wound or a program that I'm able to see on my screen. And I've seen it over and over and over again. And that would be the definition of hell. This is one of the most powerful tools in our experience to be aware of that we are the projector. And life is nothing but a screen. Seriously, what if it was that simple? The programs we are running or the stories we are telling are nothing more than a script. We cast the actors and the characters in our play. The stories that you have accumulated from the beginning of of your existence, from our existence, from the collective existence, are the sources and the people and the media that are all doing the same. What if... That is that simple. This is one of the greatest awarenesses that we can have to truly take all of our power back. And as much as our minds and our egos have loved keeping us safe by adding in the narrative of it's other people's fault. So this is what comes up when we start to receive or feel that we are the author, that we are the creator that we wrote this screenplay, that it has been passed down and the narrative has been passed down from generation to generation. And realizing that these stories have been accumulated, but that the actors and the characters have been updated. It's like a movie that has been remade sometimes over and over as well. So the stories have been accumulated from the beginning of existence. And there are so many sources, right? There are people and media and everything that we bring into our world is telling a story. Everything is part of the narrative. So this awareness absolutely can give us our power back. But believing that when we are in that theater, 
And when something glitches or when we realize that there is something more going on, that our ego will warn us and it will feel a little scary and we may ignore it and want to go back to what is comfortable. Our ego loves to keep us safe by adding in the narrative that it's other people's faults, that it's not you that is creating this. It's the guy in the back that had something else happen. It was the other person's fault in a relationship or it was our parents' fault or or God's or anything besides allowing us to see that we are the creators of our worlds, that we are the author. It is scary to take on that much accountability and to witness that and to realize that that is what we've actually been scared of. So understanding that that is the reason why we continue to play the roles that we do as this innocent bystander of the story that keeps playing out, it is only to protect us from really starting to see that we are the gods and goddesses of our worlds. We are the creators of our worlds and we wrote this play and or this movie. So I will guarantee you as you gently move beyond your mind and your ego, And when I say your ego, remember that is the identity that we believe that we are. That's the accumulation of the stories that we have told ourselves to keep ourselves safe. And the ego is going to feel the most familiar. It's the beliefs that we have around ourselves. It's the little self in us. And so when I refer to the ego, it is so that we can realize that When we start to disrupt this ego, when we start to disrupt this identity of what we believe we are, what happens is, is that's when we don't know who we are because we've believed that we are this ego. We have believed that we are these labels and these titles in our world. The ego will definitely want to resist this because it likes to be in control. It likes to be right. And it really likes something that is comfortable and familiar so that we feel safe in this world. So the real source, if we will allow ourselves to soften into ourselves and start to move into the inscape and realize that we can observe this story, we can observe the narratives that are going on in our heads, we can observe what we are seeing in the outer world. And all the things that we believe about that. It is an incredible gift of power. Think about what it would feel like to think and feel gratitude for all of the characters in our movie. And some have truly earned an award for playing a villain, for playing a hero, for adding drama into our lives for allowing us to play the hero or allowing us to play the villain or the victim in the story. What if we realized that this character and these characters and the characters that we've been playing, it might be time to thank them for a job well done and that it's made for a good story. It's made for a 
an experience for us to see ourselves. Think about how valuable their roles were. Think about how valuable every person in your life has played a role in your story. And without them, the story wouldn't be the same. Without them, you might not have been able to feel what you felt in your story. And I promise you, each role is valuable. So as we do this, I want us to realize that the currency that we are paying these characters and the currency of this film that we have been watching and the currency of what's backing this story is always going to be your energy. And the energy is the currency in which you are paying everyone. This is important. I'm going to say it again. The currency in which you are paying everyone, including yourself, as the star usually of this role, the currency is the energy that you are giving and that you are paying everyone. Our energy is our gold. It's our most valuable currency. And it also tells us where we are giving our currency away. This is where the power struggle comes in. This is power is our energy. When when we move into the inscape and when we move past this narrative, there becomes this unlimited source of energy and potential. And there's so much resources inside of the inscape. But when you're operating from just the mind and when you're operating from just the story and the narrative that is playing out, then you don't realize how abundant this energy really is because we are giving away so much and usually on credit, usually we're hoping that each one of these characters are going to perform in a way that it will give us something back. And we are trying to finance our our plays and our stories and our movies and most of the time we don't realize that this going into debt doesn't pay off because these characters don't ever actually give back the currency that we are giving on, which is energy. We are the source of this energy. We are the only source of this energy. And so it is so important to realize that if you are tired or you're struggling with different relationships and different narratives and beliefs and and you've got this ongoing hell loop that happens in your story, it is so important to realize that the energy that you're giving it is the currency and, and you get to decide when and how much you're paying everyone. And if you can feel the payoff for yourself as well. So when I introduce this concept in my business and coaching, it always comes with a wrestle. 
and usually with quite a bit of resistance. And that's because we are starting to glitch the film and we are pointing out that there might be something or someone behind us, that there is more to the story. And the story that they have been telling and the screenplay that they have been memorizing and the thoughts and the narratives that have been going on might not be sellable anymore and that it might not be as valuable in their world. And so you start to see some of that glitching that goes on and you start to see the film not working as smoothly. And so the eyes and the clarity that came along before, the safety that came along before might not feel that way as you start to point out that we are the creator of our own worlds and it can create fear and resistance. We might not want to expose the person or the source in the back because first, what's the fun in that, right? When you're in that movie theater and you're watching your movie and their film and someone starts talking to you next to you or the person in the back starts messing with something, it's not as fun. And we're trying to immerse ourselves in this story and in this narrative. And so realize that this story or this movie might be serving you. And if it is, then enjoy, have fun and, and keep telling the stories that you're telling. If it's not, and it's not getting you what you want and it is getting old or it's getting boring or unfulfilled, it might be time to look at what other stories we can start to tell. So first, what's the fun in that? And second, we love our stories. And for all the reasons that I have shared with you, it's because of the safety and the comfort and the fact that it has been told over and over and over again, and it's familiar and we are nervous and scared to move into the dark. We're nervous that if the movie gets shut off, that we will be sitting there in a dark theater. And the universe is just like that. We are left in a dark theater or think about what it would feel like to be in space, to be in the universe. And we don't know what to do. We know that we are surrounded by resources. We know that there is so much more around us, but we can't see. So you can observe how quickly we pick right back up when we, where we are started. And we don't want anyone to bother our stories. This is so important because to understand how our ego works, to understand how the mind works, to understand that we are telling these stories in order to be comfortable. All we have to do is start to get more comfortable with the unknown. All we have to do is start to learn to move into the inscape, to move into that vast universe inside of us and learn to use this valuable currency and to and it's abundant. It's never limited. There is an unlimited resource of energy that is within us as we start to move past this narrative and these stories and the mind. And we start to move into the body and we start to move into the inscape. So really allowing ourselves to look that when we actually, when we even go back to the basics, 
of the, I know you are, but what am I? Think about as a kid and how instinctually we say that in the beginning of this awareness, I would start by the gift of understanding and nothing is personal and everything is personal. So moving into relationships, and remember, relationships are in everything. It's our relationship to people. It's our relationship to ourselves. It's our relationship to money, to the world, to everything. So when I say relationships, I mean our relationship to everything. So as we go back and we look at, I know you are, but what am I? There is a defense that comes on that says that... This is not personal. It's about you. And it is personal and it is about me because there is always a mirror and a reflection of the character that we have assigned to this role. So yes, there is internal, there is an internal reflection for us as these characters are coming into our lives and as we are looking at the experiences in the outer world and whatever it is that we're believing about and however we're interpreting it, we have wrote the narrative. So yes, it's personal. And it's not personal at the same time because everybody is doing the same thing. Everybody is the creator of their world. And this starts to make it so we can create relationships or be in relationships and there's a gift and this is an incredible beginning of listening that changes and how we can start to do what I what I say is hold space for others when I can allow others to project onto me when I can allow others to hear what is going on in their subconscious, to hear what role I'm playing or what character I'm playing in their world, I can allow for this to happen and make it so it's not personal. And I can also look into my own world and see how it is personal. That relationship becomes an incredible dynamic of really being able to hold space for each other without massive defensiveness coming in and believing that everything is just about us, which it is and isn't. So there's a gift in, in listening. There's a gift in, in being able to be with somebody, anybody, even with ourselves and realize that this is, this is what's happening. So we create way more space for us to explore and to get curious And sometimes, yes, it's not very pretty. Most of the time, what is being projected is nothing but someone's own judgment and fear. Most of the time, what is being projected is someone's own judgment and their own fear onto us. The conversation or the interactions we're having with people are nothing more than a person on a screen. And sometimes they are not even a person at all. It's like we're in a room by ourselves with a cardboard cutout playing house or in other word, worlds alone. So we wonder why so many of us feel so alone because we are. When we are operating from this subconscious programming, when we're not moving into real connection, when we don't realize that this is happening, most of the time, the world that we're living in, we feel alone because 
that's how it's designed. It's designed so that we can create our world, so that we can connect by alignment and harmony and allowing worlds that are in harmony to come together. And so most of the time we are really not even listening and we are not really connecting or allowing for all of the interactions to be experienced because we don't hold space and we experience that when we do hold space, we experience the love and humanity between us all. True connection comes when we can be aware of this, when we can observe ourselves and our own stories and projections and allow others to do the same. Not going into a conversation or an interaction believing that everything is just about me. That I must be to blame or I did this or I said this. And now I get to continue to be aware of my own beliefs and my own pain points and my own judgments and fears. When I believe it's personal about me, it is. When I can feel the truth or something hurts, it's because it's part of my programming as well. It is something that connects the two of us that is probably in the collective conscious programming of the world. And so this awareness of this source, because being aware of this source, because being asleep or not having to witness or feel that we are the author and that all other of everybody else is the master of their story as well. So we are the master of our own stories and that we are the author of this story. And the person that did this best is Christopher Nolan. And he's one of the greatest directors and writers to date, no doubt in my mind. He wrote the movie Inception. And I have my clients read this or watch this film because it truly gives a incredibly powerful picture of what this means. So if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. And you can watch it over and over again and really start to see how brilliant this movie was as it gives the example of what happens in our worlds. And this film truly gives the world um, an incredible gift of projection and how on the deepest level of ourselves, we all have the simplest ideas planted. This is inception into our brains and everything we see and experience comes from the infiltration of our minds. And he does a beautiful job of showing what happens. I love, I love the point. I love to point out, especially with couples, actually, this happens all the time in my coaching business. And it's such a good way for couples to intimately hold space for each other. And this, this is with every relationship, but it definitely does get more intense when you've allowed someone into your intimate space, when it is uh, somebody that is a character in your play or your world that you have been the most vulnerable with. So what I love to point out, especially with couples, and is that when, if, you, if you've watched the movie where Cobb, who is Leonardo DiCaprio, creates a world, or they call it a dream state, And he starts to explain to the girl who was in the dream, who was messing around. She was the architect and he was bringing her in to his state of consciousness and his dream state. And he 
begins to tell her not to start changing things or messing too much with his subconscious programming. Don't come in and start messing with my world, basically. Because if you do, my defenses are going to come up. My The, the projections that I have in my world are going to start to get defensive. And and they he, he portrays this many times because there's, there's one point in the movie where uh, he gets mad at one of the designers because he didn't do his homework because he didn't realize that one of the gentlemen that they were going into his dream state had a military background. And once the defenses started coming up, there was an all out war going on. And this is really so incredibly powerful when you realize that if you're going to go into somebody's world, now picture how this happens. Picture your spouse, picture your partner, picture your kids, picture your boss, a coworker, anybody, yourself even, but, but picture it outside of yourself and moving into your world or their world and start to tell someone how they feel. Start to tell somebody what's right or wrong. Start to project whatever you believe into somebody else's world and watch how quickly they get defensive. Watch how quickly they try and protect their world because it's not designed for anybody else to create in our world. That is a universal law and we don't like it. We don't like it when someone comes in and tries to create in our world. So how powerful is this when we apply this to our everyday life and relationships? If we go into another's world and we start blaming or speaking and thinking that we know based off of our own programming, then our ego and our brain will immediately step in and sound the alarm. We have no business going into other people's worlds and playing God. It's a hard rule of the universe. We are the creator of our worlds and, the, and through our choices, we have the freedom to experience and see and create anything. Through our choices, we have the freedom to experience and see and create anything. This goes for everyone. There is no exception. Now we can understand why there are so, there is so much anger and there's so much defensiveness and there is the alarms are going off in everybody's life because we are too busy sounding the alarms and not holding space for others to create their world. And we're projecting. Now this can be a challenging program and pattern to break. Go back to all the people in your world that projected onto you, that planted or performed inception on the simplest level. The most basic idea, like I am not enough, or I don't do it well enough. I'm not smart. I'm alone. I'm not loved. All these ideas we heard somewhere and we internalized it on the simplest form. But it can be done. It can be practiced in all of our relationships, every single one. It can be practiced within ourselves and we can start to find where these programs and these glitches and parts of our stories are no longer serving us. So every single one of them, whether it's a business owner, a parent, a sibling, a son, a daughter, every relationship 
even the relationships with ourselves, we can start to practice this connection and this beautiful safe space within us to listen and to let go of control and allow for the creation and authenticity to connect us in to the moments that we are in. I want us to consider the cost of not practicing this, not staying in our own world and allowing others to do the same. I don't actually have to explain too much because my guess would be that you have already been experiencing the cost, that you can feel the amount of discord and the alarms going off. And the cost is that you lose all of your power to create. And you experience an incredible amount of disappointment, anger, sadness, and all coming from this deep disconnected part of yourself of not being good enough, wanting other people to be the source of what is already in you wanting other people to change the story or the narrative, wanting other people to create in your world or give you something that you already have. And this not being enough and not seeing the power that you have within you, it's the kind of toxic seeds that get thrown around and they are planted like a field of weeds, except it's the weeds blocking the inscape. This is what is blocking the inscape. This is what is blocking the vast universe and the, the landscape inside of you that has abundant amount of resources to create anything that you're wanting. This is where the new narrative and the stories and anything you can dream of is possible. So the cost is that you get to keep experiencing your own hell loop. The cost is, is that you never, ever get what you want, that you never get what you desire, that you continually play in a world of power struggle. I experienced this in my marriage, in my business, in my body, in my finances, in my head, and all of it took my power away. Because I had a deep-seated belief that said I was not enough and someone else was going to give me my value. They were going to give me love. That there was only one perfect road and path. And if I played it and I made these choices so that my life looked a certain way, right? This was the programming. This was the story. This was the narrative that I was told and that was projected onto me. And that there was a perfection that I could chase. Then and only then would I be enough and that I would feel all of this love, worth, and value. Every experience and every person has extreme value and worth. And we can all expand and receive from connecting into this valuable and vulnerable place of love. We can truly let go of judgment and allow ourselves the gift of being human and we can start to feel joy in every moment, in every connection. Even when the outside world looks different than we thought it was supposed to. Even when the narrative changes, even when the movie changes, 
we might be able to realize that we were bored of the one that we kept telling, that we were tired of playing the roles or that we were tired of casting the same characters and the same backdrops and the same settings. And there is a reason why we wanted it to look different. There's a reason why we went through the storyline that we went through and that we have the power within us to create a new one. We are all interpreting our worlds and the information through our own filters. And no one owns the truth. If we are not in our own truth and allowing others to do the same, then we are setting ourselves up for a lot of struggle and disappointment. This is where we start to expect things from other people. And this is where we start to expect things from the world. And we start to move around this world like everybody owes us something instead of taking our power back and realizing that we are the creator of this world. We are the God and the goddess of our world. And everyone else is the same. Everyone else gets that same power. And it is not limited. I don't need it from somebody else. They don't need it from me. And this is where we get to give back. I know you are, but what am I? Everything is a projection. Knowing that we are this source and we have the choice to create from the inscape and start to move past this story that we are seeing on the screen is so incredibly powerful. Just like sitting in that theater and observing that what I am seeing on the screen can change just by inserting another film. Clearly, it's not that simple because the film took time and there were so many different shifts and there were new characters, there was actors, there was a new set, there was imagination, there had to be a author of this story and that is you. That you are the author. You are the screenwriter, the director, the producer, and the lead. You are still the source of this film, this projection, and this experience that you are having. When you can sit in a theater, or you are comfortable in your inscape, in the universe, yes, sometimes in the dark, this is when you can and will start to feel all the possibilities of what you can create, what you can fill, what you want to experience and know that you can start at any time to write the story and the screenplay. Breathe in and out and allow your mind and the loudness of the audio of the world and the story and the movie to quiet down. Turn it down slowly and effortlessly as you breathe in and out and keep your eyes open and see what you can see beyond the material world, beyond the matter your physical eyes are focused on. Soften your eyes and start to look beyond what you can see. Breathe in 
and feel the energy in your body and the power you have within. Let go of all the loudness and allow yourself to be in the dark, in the universe, supported, and look at the stars. Look at the vast amount of abundance and resources you have to create. This is your world. It's your creation. No one gets to do that for you. There is no need for defenses or survival in here because you get to draw from infinite resources and possibilities. There are no limits. Breathe in and out. Welcome home to the Inscape.